The Blast podcast is disciple-tested and pastor-approved. On this episode of The Blast podcast, Pastor Adam Dragoon and Mr. David Smell are blasting across the interwebs digging deeper into the practical applications of God's Word for our lives. Snowflakes, beware. We're blasting off on this edition of the Blast Podcast. All right, and welcome back to the Blast Podcast. Pastor Adam with you again. We are here in the middle of our series called On the Launch Pad, where we are interviewing pastors who were recently sent out from Chandler Bible Conference. And uh, we are very, very grateful and blessed, uh, privileged, to welcome in uh, a first-time pastor whose name is Taylor Baker. Welcome, sir. How are you tonight? I'm doing great. Thank you so much, Pastor Dragoon, for having me on here. I feel uh, it's a privilege of mine. Oh, that's awesome. Well, we appreciate you making the time uh, uh, for our listening audience. Um, uh, Brother Taylor here has uh, (laughs) agreed to meet me on a a late night after a Wednesday evening service. So that's that's a great blessing so that we can release this episode on time for all of you. So we appreciate your time and your, uh, your availability this evening. No problem. It's awesome, man. So um, we, uh, for those who don't know you and for anybody who um, uh, may be new to the show, why don't you uh, introduce yourself and tell us where you're from and uh, how you got saved and uh, your origin story. Okay. So uh, my name is Taylor. Um, currently 25. And um, so I was raised in church. Uh, My parents, they got saved in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, And so I was very young uh, when they uh, gave their lives to Christ. And so I was raised in church. Um, I was raised around um, uh, righteous living. I was raised around uh, 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 church people. Uh, And when I say church people, I say uh, uh, people that... um, lay down their lives for God and, and, and uh, do anything they can to serve people. And so I was raised around that. So for years, um, I've got this thought of, you know, to be a Christian uh, is to go to church, um, is to, uh, you know, have people over to your house till one o'clock in the morning um, and uh, go on outreach every Saturday. And so that's what I thought was to be a Christian. So uh, uh, coming into my teenage years, I began, you know, being at school and being exposed to uh, uh, sin, I guess, temptation. Um, It began to pull at me, and I never had felt that before because I had always been surrounded with, uh, you know, kids from my church and, um, and, you know, grade school and middle school. You know, you're not really into the whole, uh, I guess it's a different realm. And so as I began to mature in my high school years, I began to be exposed to a lot more temptations, a whole lot more sin. And, and and so um, I fell to that, uh, and, and it tore me up inside because I thought, how could somebody who was raised in church fall to sin? And so I struggled all my high school uh, years trying to do right. I'd find myself falling to sin, falling, you know, you know, chasing girls and uh, um, doing things to fit in with the crowd, and uh, it beat me up. Really, it did beat me up spiritually, and I found myself. Um, having having thoughts of suicide and and a real depressed state, I would lock myself in my room for you know days at a time trying to figure out life and um, 
there were days where sometimes I, I wouldn't even get out of bed. And so that being said, it, it I fell into laziness uh, is what you would call that. And so uh, coming out of high school, um, I was going to move and start a new life somewhere else. I had gotten into some trouble uh, and um, it involved me being removed from my church and my dad being the pastor. It was a real pride buster for me. And so I was going to move. I was going to go somewhere else and start a new life. Um, and a very faithful friend uh, gave me some advice and said, that's not a good idea. Uh, you know, your sin is just going to follow you and temptation is just going to follow you wherever you go. And so instead of running from your past, you ought to just turn from your past and, and give it up, serve God. And so here I am six wow. years later, delivered, set free, redeemed, married, got two beautiful kids, fixing to go, uh, fixing to go pioneer church of my own. So I'm man, very thrilled. That's powerful. Yeah. Um, thank God for friends like that. Oh yeah. Speak some truth that you don't really want to hear, huh? Yes, sir. Um, uh, what was the proverb that says, uh, uh, blessed are the wounds of a friend. Yeah. Yep. Wow. So, uh, that's, that's a lesson for me already. It's a, it's a wonderful to have people like that who can speak into your life. Oh. So that's a, that's a great blessing. I've Wait. seen a lot of people mess up and take a wrong turn at that moment of life. Oh yeah. So, um, so your, your dad was the pastor and he, he's the one who had to put you out of the church, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and, that was, and, and he's that was uh, tough, huh? Yeah. I kind of tell you how that went. So me and this, so friend, it's funny you say that scripture, you know, the wounds of a friend. Uh, so the night I was packing my stuff up to leave, uh, he had just got off of work, probably six o'clock in the evening. I had just been removed from the church that morning. So as I was sitting at home, I said, you know what, I'm just going to leave. I'll pack my stuff up Sunday morning. Everybody will be at church. I'll just put all my stuff in my truck and I'll drive and leave. And, um, as I was packing my bags, my friend, he was living with me at the time. Um, he had got off work early and came and, and he said, what are you doing? And I told him, I said, I'm leaving. I'm fixing to pack my stuff. I'm gonna go start me a new life somewhere else. There's nothing left for me here. And so uh push come to shove, we end up um brawling and duking it out right there in the uh right there in our house and and um anyway I got tired of it. As I was putting clothes in the bag, he was pulling them out of the bag and as I was loading <laughs> stuff in the truck, he was throwing it in the yard. So uh I said some hateful things to him and when I went to walk outside, my dad had just pulled in the driveway and was walking up to the door. Uh and so um, he had spoke some words of encouragement to me, uh, when he made the decision, I didn't think it was right. Um, and, and I battled with bitterness for a while after that. Uh, but thank God for good leadership. Pastor Jeremy Meyer called me and, and, and spoke some words of wisdom to me and encouraged me to, uh, uh go to the Normandy church, the Jacksonville, Florida church. And so that's what I did. I got my head on straight and, um, man, I, I can't tell you. You said that scripture, friends and, and wounds, and man, we, me and my buddies, we've, as disciples growing up, we've we've been in some rough places, but thank God for friendship. Wow. Well, also what comes to mind is is how tough it would be for your dad, who, you know, no doubt loves you. Oh, yeah. And, uh, but but to be, you know, to be strong enough to uh, to have to make a decision like that, that's not easy, is oh, it? Oh, no. And uh, I had to, I had to understand that, and I had to come to terms with, and me having kids now, I, I greatly understand, uh, you know, you got to make choices sometimes as hard and as tough as they are uh, to you don't see the outcome at first. But, you know, it's played out five years, six years, and that's probably the best decision he's ever made 
concerning my life. Um, it's helped, it helped me out tremendously. Wow. So, wow. So, uh, so your dad is, uh, pastor Kevin Baker. Yes. In the, the Stark church, right? Stark, Florida. Yep. So, uh, so, you know, you pretty much grew up in that environment of, uh, pioneering and pastoring and uh and then all of a sudden you're you're thrown into kind of this tailspin and you're back in the normandy church so describe what that change was like so um from the very first service let me tell you uh pastor dragoon it was when i say it was humbling (laughs) it was humbling because uh, i didn't really go into detail of why i was there but you know i had to uh, you know, a lady came up and, and you you don't go to church here. You're supposed to be in Stark. Why are you here? And so, you know, <laughs> I had to eat my pride and I had to, you know, explain to her. And so at first, you know, it wasn't so bad. But then when you've got 30 people coming up to you that and they're just their friends that I was raised with and people that knew me from when I was younger, uh, when we attended that church and they're coming up asking me, I had to just tell them, you know, and and. and you know, I had fell to sin and, and there's consequences. And so, you know, the, anyway, it, it was a big pride buster for me, but looking back now, it's made me a whole, a whole better man, you know, to humble myself and even the greatest can fall. And even the, even when you think you've got it under control, you know, God, God's always there to uh, knock you down and say, Hey, knucklehead, I'm I'm still in control. (laughs) Yeah, got to eat some humble pie. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know that's that's uh, part of living life, I suppose, making some mistakes and learning from them. Yeah. Um, All right, we want to take a minute to tell you about our newest sponsor, and it is a company that you probably already know well. It is QuickBooks, and QuickBooks is a fantastic service. It is a online bookkeeping service that can keep your books straight. Uh, We have been using QuickBooks for our church for the last few months, and we have been amazed at all the amazing features that it can provide. So for churches or for businesses out there, you can link your bank accounts directly into QuickBooks. Uh, It's great for preparing for tax time. It's even great for paying employees. There's a lot of great features, and we are very pleased to tell you that by using our special link, you can get 55% off the monthly fee for your first three months. That's a pretty sweet deal. So the best link to use is quickbooks.theblastpodcast.com. Again, that's quickbooks.theblastpodcast.com. Sign up today and you will not regret it. All right, we want to bring you this special message from our sponsor this uh, show called call control Uh, call control is a fantastic service to keep the spammers from calling you all day every day i don't know about you but when uh, i started looking around for services uh, because i my phone was getting blown up constantly by scam calls and spammers Yes. Uh, Robo callers, mm-hmm. uh, telemarketers, yeah. and uh, it, it was insane. So, um, so we uh, signed up with the Call Control app. It's a great service that does exactly what it says. It controls what is coming into your phone. So, um, what it does is, uh, is it has a database of known spam callers, and uh, every time one of the users reports a spam call, puts it on a do not call list. 
and uh, for a small monthly fee, well worth the price in my opinion, uh, it can bring your phone back to a place of sanity. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even those uh, pesky IRS tax scam callers, uh, they can't get through the the uh, the block that call control will put on your phone. So we want to uh, ask you to go to this special link. Uh, it is callcontrol.theblastpodcast.com, and uh, go ahead and sign up today. Callcontrol.theblastpodcast.com. Welcome back to the Blast Podcast, and yes, we're from that church. Why don't you take a minute to speak to the listener right now who might be experiencing what you experienced as far as um, going through a time of discipline and uh, and uh, being discouraged and having to deal with those consequences. What was going through your mind? And maybe you could encourage somebody who might be in that same situation. So when I was removed from the church, um, I got these, this thought in my head of uh, my dad or uh, my pastor, my spiritual father. Um, he didn't love me. He didn't care about me. He just uh, he was picking other people's side over mine. And so I was torn, you know, and it made it twice as tough because he was my dad. And so um, it wasn't just like I could say, you know, oh, pastor doesn't love me. I had to, in the same sentence, I was saying my dad doesn't love me, which um, he actually, you know, loves loves me double. And there's a lot of people out there that don't have fathers and they look to their pastor as a spiritual father. And, you know, you get twisted thoughts and you get these ideas of they don't want you know, they just don't want me to, uh, they don't want me to enjoy life and have fun. Well, I had to realize he, he wants to have fun, but he doesn't want me to ruin my life in the process. And so as those times and as those opportunities came up where, you know, I could see myself going, maybe I didn't see myself going on track and he was there to, to lift me up as bad as it hurt. I had to deal with myself and because he wants me to be a better man. And so maybe you're out there, maybe there's people, uh, maybe there's disciples, other young men that are rising up. All I can tell you is, is um, well, stay humble, stay teachable. Um, don't ever let, you know, don't ever let discouragement or depression um, or any of those things hold you back. Uh, because we buy the lie. I think a lot of times, you know, the, the, uh, the lie is. Uh, nobody loves me or or my pastor doesn't love me. He won't ever give me a chance or won't ever give me an opportunity. And that's just a lie. He's just, he, he he's, and I don't know how to explain it. I guess it would be, um, uh, I don't know if you know horse racing, you know, there's horses, they're there, uh, they're prepared for the race. And, and, and there's a lot of training that goes into that. And there's a lot of guys that I've seen over the years, uh, um, especially in this church, they feel they're called, they feel they're ready. Uh, and, and the pastor says, you know, I, I, I don't think there's a couple things you need to get in, in, in line. And a lot of these, you know, a lot of these guys get all twisted thoughts and they get depressed and they feel, oh, my pastor doesn't want me to do this. No, not really. He's just preparing you for the day, which, you know, would be race day. And you're there behind that gate. And you're there and the gates open and then off you go chasing your destiny. It's such a great moment. And I think a lot of guys miss that moment because they get defeated. So if you're out there, I encourage you just, just, just hold fast. Uh, just, just, you know, stay humble, stay humble, stay true to the call. And, and, and in due time, God will be there to help you chasing the chase you chasing the destiny. Amen. 
Well, yeah, and I think I think uh, just to reflect on what you've told us so far is uh, make sure you have some good friends around you. Make sure you you stay connected. That's kind of the whole purpose of this podcast is to oh, yeah. help us stay connected as a body of Christ and as brothers, uh, faithful brothers in Christ that iron sharpens iron. You know, oh, uh, yeah. you, if you isolate, you endanger yourself. And so yep. th- thank God there was somebody there to you know, slap you around a little bit and, and, uh, <laughs> let you see what, what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, okay. Well, uh, what a miracle, uh, that, that you were able to recover from that. And so you said that was, you were 19 when that happened. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so you went to the Jacksonville church for about six months and then back into the Stark church after that. Yep. Wow. Yep. So what was that like? What, what it's, it's, um, more often than not, when uh, as a pastor and, and having to the unfortunate uh, experience of having to put people out of the church, um, it doesn't always work out, <laughs> obviously, the way that it did in your life. Uh, yeah. But thank God you uh, you took the correction well. Um, describe what that was like for you and, and even for the church um, to welcome you back into the fellowship. So um, I was out uh, six months. And so I was, uh, I, when I came back to the church, um, obviously I didn't just jump right back into ministry. Um, and so, and a lot of people, you know, they asked me why, or, you know, they, they would, they were beginning to wonder just, and I'll preface this before I was out, you know, being raised as a pastor's kid, you know, you're pioneering, you're playing drums on the platform, you're passing the offering basket, uh, you're, you're the one that's helping do concerts and set up sound and do, and, you know, over the years you begin to, to learn all this stuff and do all this stuff. You don't really, you, uh, you don't really pay much attention to it. It's just second nature. And so whenever you're removed from that and, and, and you're sat down, uh, you're being redirected, um, you begin to reflect on those things and think back all those things you took for granted, all that serving that we thought was just something we did really it was, it gave you a purpose and kind of gave you a drive to do stuff. And so, uh, um, coming back into the church, I just found myself, um, I didn't really jump back into the stage. I didn't jump back into the spotlight. I came back. Um, thank God for my friends who, who helped me, uh, just to, uh, to, uh, stay humble because, coming back people are all over you and they're all wanting to know and wanting to ask questions and and as testimony is good um anyway that my friends were there to just say hey you know he's back we're gonna do good uh he's gonna do good and so i uh started out cleaning the bathrooms and 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 making sure the trash was taken out and um just to reflect back on the on the things that we really take advantage of in the church back to the basics, back to the basics. And so that really being in, being in our mother church really helped me understand that because I would go and I would stay and hang out after service. And, um, you know, my friends that were back in the mother church, uh, they're the ones that are taking out the trash and they were the ones that were pushing a vacuum and straightening chairs. And so as I would after service there, I would stick around and help them. And then we'd all go out and, eat wings and fellowship. And, uh, whenever I came back to Stark, um, I kind of brought that back with me. You know, a lot of times we just have church and go home. 
and really it was the fellowship that mm. that that people look forward to especially in our fellowship you know we stay up till sometimes one two o'clock in the morning playing cards and talking and and sometimes we take that for granted oh yeah man that's what that's where uh and that's where that's where vision are, are built. stirred yeah that's where vision is stirred and really yeah relationships so uh so then moving forward a little bit you you started uh started taking on some more responsibility i'm guessing and uh at what point did uh did you did your relationship uh with your wife what when how did that affect all of this so um uh, i was removed from the church and it was because of a girl and so it, it wasn't my wife um uh, and so as i was removed from the church she was she had left and um and uh she had some things that she was dealing with and so uh, um she ended up leaving uh the church leaving uh leaving the fellowship and so as that happened i was kind of torn but it did me some good you know to be distant because uh there was real a real stronghold uh spiritually that was on me and the devil um i'm not saying she was the devil but the devil was using her and and to distract me uh and and uh, anyway hopefully she doesn't listen to this right <laughs> right no anyway so um as i came to as i came back to church or whatever i i began to um fall back into that routine of ministry and and and, and you know not finding time to fellowship uh with my brothers and fellowship with you know with other guys in the church and so um like you said thank god for good friends they were there to reel me back in and say hey dummy you know don't be doing this you know we've already we've already chased this cat don't do it again <laughs> and so uh, i got my head on straight and so i needed i i felt i needed some time to just kind of think and so i went up to uh i went up to granny's uh pastor campbell has invited us up there uh multiple times to work and, and just kind of hang out in fellowship and so um i went up to illinois and spent some time uh with him for a week uh, and then um you know went over to oklahoma and i ended up staying there with my grandparents for a couple of weeks and so in that time i would go out in the morning and i would sit in my grandpa's garden and i'd pray and so uh, i kept asking god god i need i don't want a girlfriend i want a wife i'm tired of girlfriends girlfriends don't do nothing but you know they're all about drama and they're all about you know this and that and and anyway i just told god every day every day i'd get up and say god i want a wife i want a wife i want a wife i want a wife and so one morning, uh, I sat there and waiting on God's still small voice. He said, what about Macy Baker or what about Macy Medford? And so I was sitting there and I thought, why not Macy Medford? That's brilliant. And so my prayer was always, you know, I want a, I want a wife. I want someone who loves my family. Uh, I want somebody who loves the will of God, who, who's all about, uh, you know, our fellowship and all about, uh, winning people for Jesus and and uh, I I want somebody who's family minded and so uh, she had all those things she was always at our house she was just one of those girls that was always at our house um, always spending time with my mom uh, spending time with other ladies in the church and so as I came back from that um, I never asked her to date me I never asked her to to court me or anything like that we were just friends and so uh, we went to a baseball game in Atlanta Georgia. 
Uh, we went and watched the Braves play. They were playing the uh, Phillies. Uh, they had a four-game series. And so we went to the first game and the second game. Or we went to the first game, I'm sorry. And then the second game, I asked my dad if Macy could go. And um, he said, yeah, why? I said, well, I, I would like to ask her to marry me uh, if that was okay. And he said, did you ask her dad? And I said, ah, no, I better go. He said, yeah, don't. <laughs> so I ran, I went over and I asked the parents and uh, they, they said it, they, it was fine. It was uh, okay. And so we went to this game and uh, that game, my uncle, he's a, he's an umpire. He was going to get us on the field and I was going to do it on the field. And so he, he texted me and said, I can't get you on the field tonight. This was a Tuesday. He said, I'm going to have to wait until Thursday. Um, if you guys come Thursday, you'll, it'll have to be Thursday. So I was running back, running around, trying to change everything, calling back to her job, calling her parents, saying, don't text her, don't call her, you know. I don't <laughs> want her to know. And so um, anyway, we, get, we got there Thursday, uh, and I asked her to marry me right there on the field at Central wow. Stadium. So, and she, had, she didn't have a clue, didn't know. And so, you know, praise God, she said yes. <laughs> so, no dating at all. No, you guys knew each other pretty well. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no pressure in front of 20,000 people. Right. My dad said, <laughs> I think that was, that had something to do with it, you know. <laughs> he said, you did good planning that one. <laughs> well, I want to tell you about our sponsor for this show. It's Fiverr. Now, Fiverr is an app that you can download in the App Store at Google Play or on Apple. And Fiverr, what it is, it's a freelance service. Now, I've used Fiverr a couple of times in my in my writing. I've uh, I've hired an editor. I've hired a um, back cover copy specialist. Both times, top notch service. And you know what? It didn't break the bank. It was great. And so I cannot, uh, I cannot highly recommend Fiverr enough. So Fiverr is a place you're going to find the right freelancer to begin working on your project within minutes. You can get quality work done quickly. You can find high quality services at any and every price point. No hourly rates, just project-based pricing. Um, your payments are protected every time and you can always know what you'll pay up front. Your payment isn't released until you approve of the job they do. And you know what? That happened to me a couple of times. I said, hey, um, I'll pay you once you fix this, fix that. And you know what? They turned it right around, sometimes within hours. So go to Fiverr, right? And the best link to use, Fiverr.TheBlastPodcast.com. Fiverr.TheBlastPodcast.com. Don't forget that there's two R's in Fiverr. So that's F-I-V-E-R-R.TheBlastPodcast.com. Hey, Blast Podcast listeners. Did you know that we have another podcast that we produce? Our church here in Virginia Beach has a sermon podcast that we've recently revamped. And so if you enjoy hearing preaching from around our fellowship, 
including here in our church and also around other pulpits and conference seminars and sermons, uh, both recent and old school sermons, then you're definitely going to want to add this podcast to your feed. We are going to include the link in our show notes. Please check out the VBPH Sermon Podcast. Welcome back to the Blast Podcast, where triggering snowflakes actually means hunting in the winter. So, wow. So you guys got married and... uh... So when did you, uh, Taylor, when did you feel the, uh, or when did you sense the call to pastoral ministry? Um, I've always kind of felt called. I've never really known where. Uh, and so um, we, uh, there was a sermon preached here in Stark. We had a guest speaker come um, and he preached a sermon on, um, on where will you go? And so, uh, because we're all called to go into the four corners of the world and preach the gospel. Um, but in his sermon, he talks about, you don't just, you know, army men don't just go and not have a plan, you know, or football teams just don't go out and play football and not have a playbook that they go by. You know, they all plan and they all have practices and meetings that prepare them. And whereas disciples, we have practice, you know, we're given opportunities to preach and we're given opportunities to lead outreaches and do stuff. Um, and so uh, that's just the great thing about our fellowship. But then when he said, where will you go, uh, you know, and having a plan on where you're going to go and, and an attack process, I'll begin to think about um, cities around us and, and think about, you know, where where would I go? Where, where would I where could I go and where can I be a huge where can I make an impact? And so um, when I was in high school, uh, we used to go over to St. Augustine, Florida. Uh, me and some guys, some guys in the church, we would go over there and we would surf early in the morning and, 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 you know, make a day out of it and hang out. And while we were there, uh, we would sometimes we would meet new people and talk to them, witness to them. And we had a fellowship church there. Um, and then a couple of years back, um, there ended up being some issues there. So the church had, had fell through. Anyway, in my prayer closet before conference, I was challenged in my heart uh, right after that brother preached that sermon. I was challenged, you know, where, 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 where do I need to go? Where can I go be an impact? Um, and so I kind of already knew St. Augustine, knew the layout of it a little bit. Um, and, and I just always thought, you know, it'd be cool to do beach outreach. It'd be cool. And they're always doing something. They're always busy. And there's a lot of people there that need to hear the gospel. And so um, I set my heart on th- on St. Augustine. I prayed about it, prayed about it. Uh, and when I when when I asked my pastor about it at conference, he actually told me um, this is just kind of funny. I asked him um, if I could go out, and he said it's too late. Uh, and my dad t- and my dad told me it was too late. And so this was on Wednesday uh, morning, and so. Friday afternoon, we're getting ready to go, you know, we're, you know, we're getting ready for service. We're sitting there in the church and, and, um, a brother came up to me, another baby pastor out of our church. He's been a brother to me, uh, Clint Butts and Waycross. And he said, uh, well, where are you going? I said, I'm not, I said, I'm not going anywhere. I said, dad told me, uh, not, he said it was too late. He said, well, I'm just telling you, uh, he told me that last year and I ended up getting launched out to Georgia. So, uh, just be ready. <laughs> <laughs> so uh came down to it and, and pastor campbell was standing up there and he said out of stark florida and uh into i think he said osula uh but uh 
anyway, they called me and Macy Baker, and up we went. Wait, 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 wait. So you didn't know that they were going to announce you? Not a clue. <laughs> Not a clue, Pastor. <laughs> gotta get. You gotta be kidding Woo! me. After it was all said and done, I walked up and I gave my, you know, gave him a hug and said, uh, said, I appreciate the opportunity. I'm not. What a stinker. He said, (laughs) I got Clint like that last year and boy, was it funny. (laughs) He said, oh my God. He said that only your dad would do. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He said, talk about being ready in season and out of season. I said, good thing I wore my suit. (laughs) Wow, that's like paybacks right. for something evil you did as a child. <laughs> all them, all that eighteen years of headache I gave you. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is hilarious. Well, that that is a uh, unique among all stories so far. You had no idea, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm excited. I'm ready. I'm, I've been preparing myself, and um, we got a good pastor and good examples to uh, look up to. So, well. St. Augustine, man, that's a beach city. Beach cities are great, man. We we uh, are happy to uh, to be here. There's a lot of tourism, but you know, there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of people there too. But you know, uh, I've been there a couple of times myself, uh, and it's it's like the oldest city in the United States, isn't it? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, that means there's probably some old demons there. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in for a spiritual uh, warfare. We'll definitely have to pray for you. Oh yeah. Okay. But um, I, I know it's getting late, so I don't want to take up a lot more of your time. I just wanted to to ask you um, about your timeline. When when are you guys planning to be out there? Okay, so um, let's see. The two months before conference, I had started HVAC, uh, HVAC school um, in Jacksonville, and so I'm going to get my um, AC certification and license to be a, an AC technician. So. Starting that, um, I have this semester and then I have two more semesters I have to complete. So the graduation will be in uh, June of next year. And so a couple months before June, we're going to go over there. Um, we're going we're gonna, to, you know, look for a building, get us a house over there, get established and then get over there and hit the ground running. Um, I'll, 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 I, I, I'm going to start an AC business. I've had it in the works for a year or so, and so um, anyway, I, I've got a friend of mine, an older gentleman who's got an AC business and wanting somebody to take it over, so uh, he's offered to put me through school, and in all that, it'll give me a good opportunity because uh, people always need air conditioning. They always they always want to have their AC or their heat, and so what- Especially in Florida. Oh, yeah, and what better place to then, you know, what better way than for people to call me to come to their house? What better opportunity to witness and man, you know, yeah, it's a lot of good opportunity oh, right yeah. there. Well, you have to go back in our art, you have to go back in our archives because we have a whole episode about uh, small business in the kingdom of God. Oh, yeah, you get some good tips out cool. of it. Oh, yeah, I definitely will. But I'm sure you know all about it because your dad is kind of jack of all trades. Oh, yeah, and so you've been living that life for a little while. Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's very cool, man. I, I appreciate you telling your story and taking the time to uh, to share that with our audience. Uh, how can we how can we best be praying for you? Um, uh, just pray that God would have His hand of, of, of anointing on us as we go. Uh, like you said, Saint Augustine's an old city. Um, a lot of old demons. A lot of old. Uh, we'll have a lot of spiritual warfare there. Um, but 
God will use the wheeling vessel, and so we're, we're, we're praying that we'll go, and, and God will do miracles in that city, and we'll make some impact. That's the prayer, making some impact. So, Amen. All right, well, let me, let me pray for you as we close this out. Father, I thank you for Taylor and for his wife, Macy. I thank you for their willingness uh, to enter into this new dimension of ministry. I pray, God, that you would prepare a harvest for them, God, that you would give them your incredible grace, wisdom, understanding, that you'd prepare a people for them, uh, give them open doors of opportunity. You are the God who is able to open doors that no man can close. And I'm praying, God, that you would uh, prepare for them a destiny and a purpose. Thank you for their willing hearts and the work that you're doing in them and through them. God, save save souls through this ministry. Yes. Thank you for all that you're going to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, Mr. Baker, it's been a pleasure to uh, talk to you and get to know you a little bit. I'm very excited about your prospects there in St. Augustine. Yes, Our, sir. You, you uh, will certainly have uh, a few more people praying for you as a result of this uh this episode. Praise God. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right, man. Well, appreciate your time. And uh, to the listener tonight, we want to say thank you once again for listening and for staying uh, subscribed to the Blast podcast. We exist to encourage disciples. Uh, we exist to keep connected. And so we want to ask you to, to, to do that. Stay connected with us. We want to hear your feedback. You can send us an email. My email address is adam at the Blast podcast or Dave at theblastpodcast.com. You can also connect with us on our social sites. Uh, Please also, if you uh, support the show, uh, if you hate listening to the ads, you can also go and get a Patreon subscription. Uh, That really helps the show to continue to go forward. Um, And we gotta gotta pay for our our website and uh, all of the various things to keep the, the podcast going. So we do thank you so much for your support. And uh, we thank, uh, thank you for your time listening to this. We look forward to another episode in the future. So thanks very much for listening to The Blast Podcast. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to The Blast Podcast. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review on iTunes and share with someone who will love it. If you don't like what you've heard, forget we said anything. Sign up to receive new episodes or listen to previous ones on our website, theblast.org. Until next time, live for God. Use your brain, read your Bible, Love your family, listen to your pastor, pay your tithe, and don't be stupid.